You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEI. Well, guys like Pacheco and McCaffrey always run as hard as they can. And Pacheco is drafted much later than McCaffrey, and I'm a fan. Just trying to go with the whole board. Thank God you stopped. What are you talking about? That's a decent Springsteen, and I'm improvising pretty well. Andy, you don't like Bruce Springsteen in general. That's fair. a fair point, I was going to say. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it is a decent Springsteen. I don't like Springsteen. I think he and Taylor Swift are the two most overrated entities in the history of the world. And that will be the last anyone on earth that doesn't... <laughs> Could I offend more people with one sentence? I was going to say, sentence? my God, at least show your face. Andy, Bruce... look out the window. I think there might be an angry mob approaching you. Holy smokes. I'll be, I'll, let me send them to the South Coast and put, have pitchforks and torches outside your house. Don't send them after me, bro. Jeez. I think Bruce Springsteen. Now, hold on. I am quoting Andy Hart when I say, I think Bruce Springsteen and Taylor Swift are the two most overrated people on earth. Wow. I disagree. Um, happen to be a bigger Springsteen fan than Taylor Swift. Oh, really? 50-year-old Caucasian guy? You don't say. Without daughters? Uh, Taylor Swift is tremendous. Uh, I'm not the problem, though it is me. Uh, I'm a, I enjoy her music. I think she's got good style. I, for one, do not care at all about, you know, like, coverage of Taylor Swift's flight. Brought to you by Salty Snacks and Trucks. Taylor is halfway over the Pacific right now. Soon she'll be touching down. For goodness sake, she's not Santa. What? I was going to say, if NORAD gets involved, I'm out. Are you I'm kidding? Are you guys know that there's going to be, like, I'm sure there are there are probably uh, Twitter feeds, websites, Instagrammers, influencers, jackasses of all trades that are going to be tracking that flight and waiting for it to touch down at Harry Reid tomorrow. And it's, it's Harry Reid, right? The airport? Used to be called oh. McCarran. I think it is. They the, changed the name. The, How come? I, because somebody passed away and they named it after him. Well, what about McCarran? Who's McCarran? I don't know, but apparently McCarran was not good enough to less hold, important. Couldn't hold Harry <laughs> Reid's torch. Uh, <laughs> no, it's still the Harry Reid. Uh, it is. Thank you. It used to be called McCarran. Now it's Harry Reid. Thank you. But you know, there's going to be all this attention tomorrow on NFL Network. You'll have Palmer or Batista or Pelissero or Siciliano going. Oh, Taylor Swift's playing. Uh, she's T-minus. Probably the second most important touchdown that'll be made in Vegas today, of course. The most important one will be whichever one decides Super Bowl 58. Hi, I'm Sports Talkerman here on the NFL Network. Like, you know, that's we're going to get ready for a full day of that, Andy. That's what makes tuning in to the Big Game Brunch tomorrow from 8A to 11A Eastern Standard Time right here on WEEI. All the more important because we're not going to have Taylor Swift. We're not going to have Tay Tay talk. I mean, no controversy. Not anyone hating on the biggest pop star in the world dating one of the top five tight ends. Nope. Nope. It's just going to be prop bets, a bunch of just dumbass dudes sitting around talking favorite Super Bowl moments, giving you real time previews. And we don't, we're going to take the Super Bowl back and make it great again, Andy. I'm all for it. And maybe we we'll play some of- Springsteen. No, no Springsteen and no Swift. No, it's Asha. Okay, real quick. So you know, we've gone over this before, that Taylor Swift, the estimated value that she brought to the NFL this year in terms of just impressions, advertising, revenue, et cetera, is close to like 
over a third of a billion dollars, right? Yeah, I hear those numbers. I don't know how much I All right. buy into it. Okay, well, you don't. I, I do. People that are smarter than us who do this for a living, that's what they've estimated or guesstimated and told us. I've worked with a lot of people that are supposedly, quote, smarter than us, that have made a lot of dumbass decisions and made a lot of mistakes over the years. So I learned that smarter than us doesn't always come to fruition. Going to bed at night, you really don't worry if anyone wakes up the next day liking you, do you? No. Okay, just making I do sure. My, I do my thing. You're, if you're worried about people liking you, then you're going to have a, a long, nope. disappointing Have you life. not listened to his trademark catchphrase? Yes, I know. I'm not, I, I'm Andy, not I think you've got to say it again. Wait, which one? I have a few. About the truth? Oh, it's never mean. Well, yeah. No, but th- certain things are opinions and certain things are truths. That's the one. That's the one mistake. No, I think, I think it's an made. absolute fact that I've worked with a lot of people over the years that okay. were dead ass wrong who were supposed to be smarter than me. Okay. All right. Very good. Congratulations. The <laughs> the award will be waiting for you here. Whenever so you're next. I therefore just share my opinion, right. and if people don't like it, I'm not a yes man. All it right. is what it is. There you are. Very good. I never heard that one before. You should copyright. You know that. who used to pay the price of that? Fred Kirsch. I'm sure he <laughs> in did. in a meeting. He'd be like, "I got this idea," and I'd say, "That's stupid." It's weird. He keeps getting older, yet he looks younger ever since you've moved your way over to WWE. He does look great. Uh-huh. He's lost some weight. Fabulous. He, yeah, you're right. He uh-huh. looks awesome. See, see. Now um, coincidence. Okay, totally. Now, of course, Taylor Swift tomorrow. Now you have all these beauty products and, and people that would never advertise with the Super Bowl or the NFL that are now going to be advertising. And it is going to be the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Andy, I ask you this before we uh, jump into our break and then get Kevin Stone on the horn to talk a little bit of Boston College football and Billy O. Will tomorrow be the first Super Bowl that surpasses 150 million viewers? Yes. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a freaking huge number. Yeah, I don't... I mean, what what's the record right now? Uh, I think it's like... A, it's the most watched Super Bowl. I don't think it's 42, but it's up there at like in the 130s. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think there's a chance. Because I do think she brings a different set of eyeballs to it and uh-huh. adds to it. And it certainly can't hurt, by the way. That she's flying from halfway around the world, that this is sort of a global story, not just, ooh, Taylor Swift. Because I think you're close to maxing out eyeballs in America. People that watch the Super Bowl watch the Super Bowl, okay? But now she's flying from Japan. This is a global story. Their freaking government put out a press release about it. I think that's going to be a boost of eyeballs right there. So the dollars may be off, but the eyeballs I buy. So you could have an international audience, a whole global viewing take in addition to more people in this i mean you saw the ratings for the some of the divisional games and championship sunday they were massive yeah like the nfl way bigger these days. way bigger all right and so the record all- was last year super bowl at 115 million so it can that's easily it? yeah all right so all right so okay, i'll take so it, it maybe, might not get to 150 that was all right i'll all right i'll push it to i'll, I'll add 10 percent. so i'll take it to like 130 maybe we'll yeah, get to I, one over 125 absolutely okay. i think there's going to be a significant growth for this super bowl yes because of her and the global nature of the story. If it was 115 last year, imagine a yeah. couple more eyeballs. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. And that's why they're charging like $7 million for a 30-second ad. And some people actually consider that a bargain. So you tell me, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, coincidence, hmm? And you think the Chiefs aren't going to win tomorrow. Come on now, please. 617-779-7937. There's your telephone number. When we come back, after some trending sports news, Kevin Stone from New England Football Journal who helped break the Bill O'Brien to Boston College Eagles story, jumps on the horn with us to talk about those BC Eagles and what Billy O can do for you and your local NCAA football program. But until then, here's Joe. He's got the news. 
It's much more than a feeling. It's football talk on the radio. That's where we're at. Andy, get the name of this band right or you're done forever. Boston. Thank God. Is that right? Yes. I didn't know it. I just guessed. I mean, I, I, I could not have thrown you 83 down the middle of the plate. Yeah, true. Any easier. But sometimes you miss. Uh, before we go to our buddy Kevin Stone, quick baseball. You made a baseball reference. Uh, I watched the Nolan Ryan documentary on Netflix Ooh. last night. Uh, really enjoyed it. I think it's Facing Nolan or something like that. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it for whatever it was, an hour and a half. Um, and you forget some of the numbers and the longevity of his career and just mm-hmm. how interesting a guy he was and somewhat controversial. You know what he was? He was a modern... Was um, a badass. Absolutely a badass. Absolutely. The Express, the whole thing. But um, a modern example of I think he might have been appreciated more if he played now because a obviously he, he you know a lot of complete games a lot of pitched a lot mm-hmm. but also people always point to he never won the Cy Young award except there were years where he led the league in ERA and strikeouts but only had like seven wins or something cuz his team sucked that I think would have been recognized now I think he would have won the Cy Young more often thanks to a modern look at and and a de-emphasis of the win-loss record in the Cy Young voting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a really... I, I'd recommend it to anybody that uh, has Netflix, likes sports, likes documentaries. It was pretty good. Oh, he's one in a million. They don't... I mean, you want to talk about like the poster child for They don't make them like they used to. Oh, yeah. It's Nolan And his wife's Ryan. a badass, too. His wife was pretty cool. Pretty yeah. uh, good tennis player in her own right. And it's fun when all the kids are like, it's weird. You have Nolan Ryan as your dad, and he's not your most competitive parent. Because I guess the mother is the most competitive person. Wow. No kidding. I love stuff like that. Just those little side bit stories. You know what? Not a lot of games on. Bruins have a 3.30 tilt today. That'll be over around 6-ish. Not a lot of sports tonight. If you Maybe you're going to watch a movie or, God forbid, do something different like, you know, play a family board game or socialize. But if you need to fill the the soul hole with some sports tonight, Andy recommends the uh, Netflix Nolan Ryan documentary. All right. Also, just a little flavor of Bo Jackson mixed in that I didn't see coming. Really? Yeah, about how um, when they faced each other in that time frame, they were seen as two of sort of the badass mofos on the planet, Uh the pitcher, the hitter, Uh that, like, people would stop what they were doing, even players, people would, like, take notice. And and I was like, oh, a little love for Bo, because I... I, th- I think Bo is a forgotten man. And no, I think if you athlete. ask people now, like who's probably the greatest athlete you ever saw in this lifetime or to ever play a game, they would probably tell you Bo. I think Jackson if you ask well. some twenty-year-olds, they'd say Bo. Who exactly? Well, that's just recency Those bias. And or the that deserve a slap. In hey, the- I wow. think Bo Jackson's great. Well, now twenty-six. T- see, thank you, Joe. But you know from whence you came. You're one of the more you know erudite, educated people. Right. As opposed to everyone the who just grandpa get, the Gen Z gets it on TikTok and everything else. Yeah, Bo Jackson would hit the hole as hard as Nolan Ryan Excuse would me? hit Robin Ventura. Excuse me, uh, I, I see. I, I fuse the two together. All right, can we quit with the you know the all the riff raffing here and slapping, all like, yeah, slapping all the, around. The Let's talk some football, college football talk. The football filibustering because we have a great guest on the line right now joining us once again. We go from one great guest to the next here on the Fitzy and Hart program. You're welcome, audience. You're welcome. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline to talk the current state of Boston College football. And let me tell you, it's a pretty nice state of affairs these days because they have landed themselves, or so this gentleman helped us learn, one hell 
of a head football coach. It's from the New England Football Journal. You can follow him at KStone06. Mr. Kevin Stone joins Fitzy and Hart. What's up, Kevin? Good to hear from you, guy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, we appreciate you, buddy. So uh, let's timeline this. Uh, Take us back to when you first heard some whispers that Billy O, who left the Patriots after a very disappointing 2023 for one and all associated with or covering the team. He leaves. He's one of the first departures, actually, from uh, Bill Belichick's coaching staff. And we hear he's going to go to Ohio State and take the OC job there. It's a pretty, pretty prominent college football job. Yet that BC job coming open always sort of led us to think, is there any chance that Billy O may try to work his way back to Chestnut Hill? And lo and behold, uh, there was. So when did you first hear whispers of that, Kevin? So Friday at about noontime, uh, I got a screenshot from uh, a buddy of mine who used to cover BC, now covers Ohio State, uh, and it was a screenshot of a you know a plane tracker uh, from Columbus to Boston, and he sent me a message saying, I think Billy O's in town. So I started making some texts, and uh, come to find out, six to nine Zoom interviews, uh, I believe six to nine were taking place last Friday, and uh, it, it started rolling from there, and... Um, it was a, I've said it several times, it was it was always his job to lose, mm-hmm. uh, but they definitely wanted to go through the entire process. I've said it was a show that might be a bit, you know, hyperbolic, but uh, I think it was his job the entire time. And the interesting thing here, Kevin, and uh, thanks for joining us, and I will say, if you don't know who Kevin Stone is, follow him on Twitter, follow New England Football Journal, because uh, there's nobody who has more ties to Patriots, college high school football pro football everything than kevin stone he's got his fingers in a little bit of everything um and this that's why it's an interesting story with billy o because i think billy o is the perfect candidate like this is a dream scenario where if you did one of those take the name off the resume and just showed the resume of a coach who he was successful head coach at penn state where he took over a program that was the hardest job in the history of football, successful NFL head coach, successful college coordinator. He's been in the SEC, the ACC. He goes back multiple decades. Is this legitimately almost more than BC football could have asked for at this point, especially when your coach just kind of ran out on you late in the process? Without a question. Uh, it is the best head coach they have ever had. Um, and I say that because, you go back to his Penn State days, you know, not only did he do well there, he took over and sort of rebuilt a program coming off arguably the worst scandal in North American sports history. Yep. Um, so to see what he to see what he did uh, at Penn State, it's it was a no brainer from the jump. Uh, I know for a fact he wanted it one hundred percent as soon as it came open. Uh, he had only really taken the Ohio State job because it was there and uh, it was work. You know, once Jeff Halfley left, that changed everything for Bill. Yeah, it's going to be one of those awkward situations where you accepted an invite for someone to go over for, you know, dinner and drinks, but you really wanted to go somewhere else. And then you get that second invite, and you're like, all right, how do I get out of this first party? Like, yep. I uh, used the kid. The kids were sick last week. <laughs> like, what are you going to do about that? But, like, this is, you know, to me, this is one of those instances, Kevin, where. You have to. Do, you can't worry about what other people say about you. You have to do what your heart tells you to do, and you have to do what's right for you and yours. And you know, it wasn't just that Bill O'Brien grew to love the area because he coached with the Patriots for such a long time and was willing to come back. 
you know, this is a local guy. What's he from Andover? Like, so this, this has to have always basically really been short of coaching the Patriots, his dream job. And now he gets a chance to do it. So what do you think once this gets announced this week, what are some of the first, what are some of the first changes we might see maybe uh, with the BC football program? Are we talking like big NIL deals? Are we talking about, you know, scouring the transfer portal, uh, just going out, you know, pounding pavement recruiting? What do you, how do you think Billy O is going to go about this? So it's pretty late in the game. Halfway yeah. sort of screwed him in that regard. I mean, mm-hmm. spring ball starts in a month and a half. Um, ideally, he'll have his staff done this week. Um, I have a feeling most of the guys that are there will end up staying just because, again, it's it's too late to kind of go searching around the country for an entirely new staff. I do think he'll bring people on. Uh, the other problem for Bill right now is BC has 30 days from when Halfley left. Um for kids to hop in the transfer portal. So he really doesn't know who he is and, and isn't going to have until March 1st, which, again, is a huge issue when spring ball is in April. So uh, it's going to be a very quick transition. Uh, I do think he has a lot of talent that's going to stay, though. Most importantly, the quarterback, Thomas Castellanos, um, second-year transfer out of UCF. He is a game-changing, potentially Heisman candidate someday, type of player. So uh the the cupboard won't be bare the cupboard won't be bare for Bill, but uh he's gonna have a lot of work to do in a short amount of time. Kevin, I know um I mean I have heard that Billy O has had his eye on this job since back when he was with the Houston Texans. Um and legitimately not just like, ah, oh, that'd be fun someday. Like he wanted this job. But sometimes you want things and then the reality is a little different. What do you think is going to be the um, the biggest challenge for him or slap-in-the-face reality? Is it the standard of academics and the kind of guy you can get into BC? Because it's probably a little different than Alabama and Ohio State. Um, is it NIL and maybe a lack of finances that seem to be driving college football these days while driving coaches nuts? Like, What do you think the biggest eye-opening, huh, I didn't really know it was going to be this hard moment is going to be for him? So for BC, it's always about money. Um, They are always known or have always been known as not necessarily, um, you know, wanting to spend the money when they can on players. But I do think things might change now because of Bill. Uh, I I do think it's it's sort of a new era for them. I think they're all in. So money is always going to be the first thing that comes up. It's free agency now. You're not recruiting kids. You're not, well, you are, but you're not only recruiting your own kids, but you're now making sure your kids that you have are staying. Um, so you're a CEO more than you are a coach at this point. So, uh, but again, doing it at Penn State, and, and granted, it was a lot different even um, when he was there compared to now. But I think money is the biggest issue. But overall, um, it, it's just sort of the landscape in general of college football right now. It is truly free agency. Yeah, this is uh, Kevin Stone from the New England Football Journal joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Fitzy and Hart here Saturday on WEEI. It is a really wild landscape when you think about it, Kevin, about as to how the transfer portal has changed things. You don't have to sit out a year anymore. You can basically jump into this magic fireplace, and next thing you know, you go from UCF to BC, or uh, you're not happy with Ohio State, and so you want to go quarterback Syracuse, and they'll tailor cut their offense to you. But kids, and who knows who's coming and who's going with Coach Prime in Colorado? Like it's, it's, it's crazy. For someone like myself, who's a big college football fan, but isn't so like in the in the weeds, if you will, on it, it seems really fun. But do you think it's to, to the, the to the benefit or the detriment of the sport on the whole? 
it's it's 50-50. I mean, look, if the kid isn't happy and he's going to be miserable and miss home and all that, well, sure, hop in. But if you're hopping in just because you're mad you're not getting playing time, well, how are we building character? So uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I hate what it is right now. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned Castellanos. There's been rumors he's been, rumors he's been offered 300 grand to stay. So um, I don't know wow. if that's true, but that's just sort of sort of the way it is right now. And uh, it's not going to get any better until the NCAA, you know, sort of, sort of, um, what's what I'm looking for, sort of make sure that this is, you know, by the book and, and it's not just all backdoor deals and, and stuff like that. There was a lot of times where Jeff Hathaway would tell us off the record, you know, you should see what I'm seeing out there. It's, it's insane. It truly is free agency. So um, I do have a problem with kids that just hop in to, to hop in because they're mad at the coach or, or don't want to put the effort in to get more playing time. But if a kid is generally homesick or, or something like that, then sure, you should hop in. So I think it's a little bit of both, but uh, it, it's, it is not good overall for the, for the game of college football right now. It's just, it's a free-for-all. That's all it is. So I'm going to be naive and pretend all that stuff isn't an issue because it's a massive issue. I mean, there, there's just so, Halfley leaving, Chip Kelly giving up on UCLA to go be the OC at Ohio State to replace Billy O. Like, there's a lot going on. I know Rick Patino has been very active lately on social media with his ideas about salary caps for NILs and all that. But I'm going to pretend all those aren't massive issues. I'm just going to look forward to next football season. Kevin, how do you think... Billy O, the personnel he has that you are aware of that stays, whatever it may be. I mean, his offense, some people were saying, was was dated with the Patriots this year. And we see college football as sort of a new age, explosive, creative place. Um, I know there were some rumblings when he was at Alabama of critiques there. Like, what do you envision, at least out of the gates, Billy O and this offense being when they actually take the field next fall? So if the quarterback is Castellanos, then it should be. Uh, he's a run-first guy and uh, definitely needs to work on his passing, but uh, they can be an explosive offense. They have uh, talent at receiver, talent at running back. Uh, the defense is going to be the biggest question for BC. There's a lot of people missing, and uh, they do have some, some talent there, but that's always been the, the big issue. Even under Jeff Hathaway, who was a defensive guy, um, their defense is not great at all. So uh, I think this offense can be explosive. I'm not exactly sure what Billy O wants to do yet, just because he probably hasn't even met Castellanos yet. And if he has, it's probably just been, you know, very informal and, and stuff like that. So um, overall, they should be fine. Uh, the schedule was harder this year, but the ACC, is, as we all know, is down. And uh, most importantly, there's buzz back around that stadium. If you're there on a Saturday these last few years, it is, it is like a high school game. It's just it's dead. So just the atmosphere in general around there, I think that's going to boost these guys as well. So um, that's a long way of answering the question, but offensively they should be fine, and uh, it's about the defense for me. Yeah, as we saw this year, defense certainly, as we know, just as football fans in general, let alone people that cover the sport we love too much, Kevin, obviously defense wins championships, and it helps. Especially yeah, defense. Yeah, when you're a national champion like the wagon that was Michigan as well. I'll be curious if uh, Billy O does actually take anybody – with him from the Patriots as well. Most of the staff has either moved on or we've heard has had a hard time getting some jobs elsewhere. There may be a couple of folks that he could bring aboard. I guess we'll see. Kev, we could keep this going, but we gotta catch a, we got to catch a break here and pay some bills. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Kevin Stone from New England Football Journal. Give him a follow to get fired up for Boston, for everything. 
football related. He talks Patriots. He talks BC Eagles and more at KStone06. Kev, have a great weekend. Good chatting with you. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll catch up with you soon, okay? You too. Thank you, guys. We are the flagship station, of course, for Boston College football. Somewhere, somehow, someway, I know John Meter Perella is out there going, wait a second. Did I just hear Pete Thamel on the morning show on Saturday? Screw Pete Thamel. Kevin Stone broke the story. I was going to say, did I hear Pete Thamel and then subsequently Kevin Stone both talking Boston College football on EEI on a Saturday out of season? Holy smokes. I want to go to a game. I got to go to a billion. Want to go to a game? We're going to go to a game. Enough of this Ken and Curtis. We're going to have a live broadcast there. Yeah, Statler and Waldorf going to the tailgate. No, you and I will be out there. Just let's putting go. away burgers and ribs, just getting ripped. Yeah, let's do that now. The buzz is real. Billy O is bringing buzz back to Boston. And the official weekend WEEI program of Boston College football is Fitzy and Hart. Let's go. We're all in. I am in. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Hope we don't I, lose our momentum. I was going to say. Out in the second <laughs> game or something. <laughs> and, and the 0-3. Hi, everybody. John Meter Perel here. The Fire 0 Billy O. <laughs> Billy O must go. Billy uh, uh, Just kidding, Billy O. We, we love wait. you. We are ready. And I, I, the one thing I do hope, I hope he, I hope they sign like a 10-year deal. I think both sides should be in this for the long term. I think this could be Billy O's last job. I think this could be the best coach for this modern era that BC could find. So I hope that there is a long-term contract and commitment from both sides. Couldn't agree more. I'm thrilled he's staying in the area. I almost want him to be able to do well there just because, A, I'd like to see BC be relevant, interesting, and ranked again. And also, I feel like 2023 did Billy O and the intelligence uh, and guidance that he brings to a football field and his resume a little dirty last year as well. So we're going to go ahead and give him a breakfast ball. We're going to mulligan that for pretty much just about everybody and hope that he does great for BC. 617-779-7937. That's your telephone number. When we come back, hey, guess what? Speaking of making returns to the area, Patriots fans, how do we feel? about Zeus coming back into the fold. We'll talk about Donta Hightower's surprising return to the New England Patriots and what that means when we come back to Fitzy and Hart on EEI. Out of the shotgun, Ryan gets hit. Ball is out. This is a fumble. New England has it. Hightower knocked it out. And Branch recovers for the Patriots. See what you did there, Joe Braverman. And I like it. That's right. What was jested about just a few weeks ago, I forget who the source was, whether it was something on the Twix platform or if it was brought up at a a presser or maybe just speculated upon. Andy, where did it come from? I'm pretty sure Hightower joked himself, like, can't wait to join Mayo's staff once or, Mayo or did some, I feel like someone... Oh, yeah, jo- this has been going... This goes back more than a year. Mayo talked about him last spring. Somebody tweeted that. Then Hightower did the little, like, sideways, googly eyes things uh-huh. at it. Eyeball so this has, been a, this has been a little simmering idea for a long time. But did you think it was really going to happen? And in case you have missed the story, folks... Donta Hightower became the latest addition to Gerard Mayo's coaching staff. He will be reuniting with the New England Patriots. Zeus Hightower, your new linebackers coach for the 2024 New England Patriots. So I, if we, we know one thing. Yes. If they can't play and they can't coach, 
they can have their coaches fight the other team's coach. Like they are now capable of taking on Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryan's, whoever it That's may all be. I want. You right? know what? And the final score: Lions thirty-seven, Patriots thirteen. We go now to the hit. Oh, look at! Oh, look at! Yep, my coach can a- kick your coach's ass, or at least hang. I I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't fight Dan Campbell. Yeah, but I wouldn't fight Dante Hightower. You know what? Although I also wouldn't fight uh, Scott Peters, the new offensive right. line coach for the Patriots. So Our they pa- fill yeah. out a coaching staff. Their shirts are going to fit nicely they as are a coaching re- staff, ready to rumble. Now that again, that may lead to a two and fifteen season. <laughs> going to be the most uh, entertaining, pugnacious two and fifteen team ever. I now, find this fascinating, yeah, though, that these I guys. Get your first, t- your first take back on uh, Hightower returning so, to the Patriots. I like it. Smart player. Yep. Um, great leader. Clutch natural. Player. Now I do think he may struggle because I think Dante Hightower is one of the more um, probably underrated Patriots. Like I feel like he doesn't get lumped in. With some of the greatness, Curtis this last... morning called him the most underrated athlete in Boston sports history, or at least, uh... or at least I would say, like I would say, I think he called him the most underrated athlete this century, like during the during the Patriots run and everything else. So did he come up with other candidates? Because I like I would I who, who's he racing against? Uh, he didn't name list? any other candidates. Well, I mean, okay. he, he basically no, he... made massive contributions, huge, but also Super Bowls. is a great player like sometimes guys make this is i i i'm going to be disrespectful to another great patriot right but like teddy bruski was mm-hmm. a massive contributor i personally believe physically teddy bruski can't hold dante hightower's jock i think dante hightower could play inside and outside linebacker could mm-hmm. put his hand in the dirt and pass rush could take you on physically could make a great read and beat you to the spot with his brain and his legs like and that's what I'm saying. I think he's a sneaky, not just great contributor, great athlete, great player, great talent, whatever, however you want to phrase that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder when he tells Juwan Bentley to do something and then says, why didn't you do it? He's going to the Ted Williams thing that people used to say, like Ted Williams as a batting coach was like, just see the ball and hit the ball. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you hitting it? And it's like, because I'm not Ted Williams. <laughs> I can't see it and hit it like you could see it and hit it. I wonder if Hightower could struggle with that. Like, there is something to be said for these people that were never great athletes being great coaches because mm-hmm. they they look at the game from a different perspective. It didn't come easy to them. They didn't they didn't get away with their speed, their athleticism, blah, blah, blah. I think Dante Hightower and Gerard Mayo were two really great linebackers, and it'll be interesting to see how they coach, especially Hightower because he hasn't done it. At least Mayo's done it for a few years here. I also am always interested with these guys that made – I don't know what he made. Let's just say he made seventy million dollars in his career, fifty million. Yeah, that whatever. second contract where he went yeah. to the Jets and they put his name up on the jumbotron and made him birthday cupcakes, only to lead him back to the Patriots. Correct. It's a pretty good contract, and it was yeah. uh, again money well spent. And and for those guys that have that money, he has a beautiful wife. You see on social media, mm-hmm. at least one beautiful child, maybe two. For them to decide, you know what I want to do? I want to get up at four thirty in the morning. I want to go to a football stadium like three quarters of the year. I'll come home at 11 o'clock at night and work my ass off seven days. O- like, I'm always interested in what pulls them, the allure, the competitive nature, the juice that they can't get somewhere else. It's that. That pulls them back in. And and it I then I think there's some that it works. Then I think there's some that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting. Uh, it's fun to see. This is going to be a fun 
um, new Patriots vibe and season and all of that, like talking to these coaches, talking to the players about interacting with the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a really interesting season. Again, I didn't say good. I said interesting. It could end up 2-15, and 15, but I'm really interested in how it plays out. Well, listen, if the guy can coach the linebacker position half as well as he played it in the National Football League from 2012 through 2021, then the Patriots probably just got themselves a steal. We don't know how well he can communicate. We don't know exactly what his fundamentals will be. All I do know is that instinct, clutch, delivery, Everything like you like you said, he was a great defensive end as well. Like that's where he yes. made, he made the sack. Awesome. He made the sack on Matt Ryan from around the defensive end. I remember a game I was at in 2016 as well when the Bengals were kind of dominating in the first half, and it took a high tower sack to basically wake the team and the stadium up and turn everything around that day as well. Yep. And people can recount all the. I mean, he was dominant in Super Bowl 53. He and Kyle Van Noy basically shut down the. Chiefs in the first half of that AFC championship, and they were all over Jared Goff's business in that entire game. You can go, of course, back to Super Bowl 49 as well, where a combination of Patrick Chung and mostly Donta Hightower stops Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard yep. line, making probably the single biggest tackle before the single biggest interception in Patriots, if not Super Bowl history as well. So I you think just it's a great me an hire. Idea. Great you hire. write a book? I have an idea for a book. I'll right. keep 95% of the profits. You do all the right. All right, and, let, and I'll do most of the work. Sure, go ahead. How about the play before the play? Oh, that's a fun like, title. Everybody remembers the greatest plays in history, mm-hmm. but I wonder if you went back and looked at so many of the memorable like what happened right before? Because I know there's a famous one. There's a famous, um, and I think it's the play before, there's a famous Montana to john taylor touchdown oh yeah that beat the Bengals in a super bowl where the Bengals had the lead i I believe that's the one the play before montana hit a Bengals linebacker in the chest and he didn't catch it it would have been an interception that changed the history of the game history so uh, that's a good idea for a book or a documentary the play before the play right what happened right before some of the most memorable moments in sports history so on top of all the t-shirts you guys have in the ideas vault (laughs) We know, know a lot of ideas. Andy, I don't know if it was exactly the play before the play, but it was a couple plays before the play. I'll give you one that's going to hurt, and there's going to be a lot of people just like, ah, oh, that's it. I'm turning it off now, Fitzy, you jerk. Thanks for bringing up that memory. It is Super Bowl weekend. We're seeing a lot of those greatest plays in Super Bowl history, montage and highlights. Uh, it was only like maybe three plays prior to the infamous helmet catch where Asante Samuel dropped an interception. Yeah. That would have sealed fate, history, and a 19-0 season. Yeah. That's why that man will never be able to even get served in a restaurant or bar in New England, let alone have a drink or or a dinner bought for him. I wonder, by the way, what does Asante Samuel Sr. now do that Bill Belichick isn't coaching anymore? Does he just, like, does he find someone else to clap at? Does he just try to become, like, a decent person? What what do we do? Oh, why are you saying he's a bad person? He's kind of, he's a dick. He's got a personal feud with Bill Belichick. That makes him a bad person. Uh, well, he's t- he's over. aired out all that dirty laundry in the public forum for a long time, and I don't think that's necessarily the best way to do it. I was taught otherwise. That's just me. Maybe I yeah, don't. Yeah, taught otherwise. I'm Fitzy, and I'm better than you. Wow. Okay, so now you're just advocating for people to use bad manners and poor... The decor- truth is never mean. All right, well, maybe I am better than you. So there you go. If that's the truth, so be it. 617-779-7937. There's your number. When we come back, we will touch upon some of the... People that used to play for the New England Patriots, or may still, once again, who had a lot to offer this week on Media Row, Radio Row, Media Central, whatever you want to call it. We don't we don't mince words, parse words here. We're not too specific. We're, we're not, not there. Who cares? We're not there. We weren't there. 
I should have been there. We weren't there. And you know what? I heard a lot from the Jacoby Myers and the Kendrick Bournes of the world, and they had a lot to say about this football team and a guy that was the quarterback who may or may not be the quarterback once again. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Then we'll get into our Super Bowl preview, and hopefully we'll have a little crossover with our guy Travis Thomas, whose experience begins today here at 3 p.m. on WEEI. So don't you go anywhere. Third and final hour, Fitzy and Hart, coming up.